1: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The home of the Red Sox. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1. Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. It's KJ Carson on
2: WEEI. WEEI.
3: Good Sunday to you, KJ, here on WEEI, 617 779 text line 37937. It's the EP version of the show, but a lot happened. We'll hear from Zach Wolchuk from our sister station, 105.3 in the fan, about the matchup with Dallas and the Patriots at 425. That's coming in about 25 minutes. Plus, I defend Mac Jones. Yes, I actually defend Mac Jones with a parody song before we get out of here. That's about 145. And I have a theory with some background intel of this whole Taylor Swift NFL thing that's going on. But over the next, over the last 20 minutes, breaking news from Shams and Woj at ESPN and Shams from the Atlantic that the Blazers have traded Drew Holiday to the Celtics in exchange for unhappy Malcolm, Rob Williams, Boston's 2029 unprotected first round pick and the Warriors 2024 first round pick, according to a team source. There's a robbery on the causeway. Look, I know sometimes we get sexy with the the name tags of things, and but let's just call it what it is. Did we not go discount shopping for something that might be a bit overpriced in Drew Holiday? Now, agree. Now, if if, if you're going to, if you're like, hey, the defense is there? No, why don't you keep Marcus Smart? Nothing has come back but one player. Oh, and for those who are little kids right now who are putting on Celtics onesies, get ready for that 2029 20, unprotected first round pick potentially to be a top three. And Golden State's first round pick next year, that's going to be something. That, you know how the NBA is. Once you get past ten, you're really not looking for those guys. The Celtics really got fleeced here. And here's the thing. It was, it'd was it be one thing if the Celtics were, let's say, in the Western Conference, then you would run out and do whatever you can to get Drew Holiday with all the guards that are out there. One guard comes to the East, and suddenly you need to make this move to get Drew Holiday. Look, do I hate the deal? No, I get it. But I hate that Rob Williams is gone. Listen to the last the top 4 seeds in the Eastern Conference last year and tell me if there's a, a similarity here. The Bucks, the Celtics, the 76ers, the Cavs. Take out the Celtics, all three of those other teams have tons of size. And a bunch of size went out the door. Look, I love Al Horford, but we are a year later in the Al Horford story. Who defends the bigs or can at least get in front of Giannis? chugging down the lane. If you say it's going to be Porzingis and Porzingis only, I've got some ocean land to sell you in Nebraska. You get him for offense. The defense is it's kind of a throw in. <sighs> Look, I when when the when the Bucks acquired Damian Lillard, the first thing I said was, There's not enough basketballs in clutch time. Are you going to tell me that Giannis is going to suddenly defer to Dame or Dame defer to Giannis? I haven't even mentioned Chris Middleton. They've got Portis. They've got Brooke Lopez still there. They've got Jay Crowder, who they they went and got just specifically to chase down Jason Tatum. So unless you're saying, hey, the Celtics went and got Drew Holiday to stop Dame Lillard. I would say you've overspent and given up potentially the future in Rob Williams because Rob Williams was always going to give you a sneaky eight to ten points every game, was going to provide you possibly two blocks, and can get the fast break going. Who starts the fast break now off of defense? Is Tatum now a four? Because that's kind of been the issue I've said. I said, look, Brown is a two, Tatum is really a three. You clearly need to have someone who identifies as the four and a five. Now Tatum is your four. And you're going to do, look, I know you beat Yonah, you beat, you beat the, the 76ers last year with beat and so forth, but they still have a chance to make a move themselves, watch this, to get more size to compete with these top four teams in the Eastern Conference. 617-779-7937, text line 37937, KJWEEI. <sighs> Look, if you've got a good thing, and and here's, and this is what it feels a bit of desperation, right? Because the Celtics have to win it now. And I said that was, that's what the acquisition of Christoph Prisingas was, was to say, you have to win it now, or else there may be a different conversation, especially when Jalen Brown, um, yeah, when Jalen Brown is one year after that Supermax, where then you could say, okay, look at DeAndre Ayton. He's not in Phoenix anymore. So. If there's the, the idea is to keep Drew Holiday long term, there's duplicate. Okay, maybe you get a little bit better scoring than you had from, from Marcus Smart. It's a little bit better scoring than Derek White, but the primary reason is for defense. So if it's about managing the team, I get that, but I'm looking at the long term picture of the team with Rob Williams out the door. What size comes back in the door? That part I'm I'm just kind of baffled about. All right, let's get to the Patriots. I have to take my hat off to, and this is probably strange for me to say, to how the offense handled themselves despite it looking ugly last week against the Jets. Because I am seeing forward progress than what I was seeing last year, which was total regress. Okay, So if this season is about the growth of the team, then I'm starting to see that. Now, today may be the biggest road bump that they see in these first four weeks considering... That Micah Parsons is probably, like, just feasting. He probably has pictures of Mac Jones on the wall right now, just salivating, ready to get to him with the line that's depleted. No Strange. Now, some would say there has been no Strange, but again, anytime anybody's missing from this line, it's going to be an issue protecting Mac Jones. That's a concern. 617-779-7937, text line 37937 E E I. Again, we'll be talking to my buddy Zach Wolchuk in Dallas about today's game. That's at about 15 minutes. So, do the Patriots continue the quick game? Or knowing with the depleted offense of line, you have to go with the run game a little more. Wouldn't you think? Now, Zeke with 80 yards last week was actually impressive and probably not expected. I was one of those who thought that, look, if, if, if Zeke can give you 50 yards 40 yards a game to complement Ramondre Stevenson, I would say put the put the Patriots down for a win or a very close game. That wasn't happening the first couple of weeks, but you got some of that last week. You're gonna need some more of that from Zeke this week. But I don't think so much of the 80 yards as much as getting to the red zone. And if you've heard John Lyons and myself here on the show, we've been talking about hey, it's what's going on between, you know, 35 and the and, and the opponent's 20 has been the slow moving, the 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 slow offense, the lack of holding the ball, and, and, and so forth. You, you won't have that ability to do that this week because the Cowboys are in a desperation mode after losing a game they were supposed to win and having a key injury with Trayvon Diggs, who's out for the season. So, look, if Belichick has a chance to get into the head of Dak Prescott today, I think it's one of those situations where the, the Patriots potentially could pull off an upset, I, just potentially. But that's all going to be conducive of the Cowboys playing down their opponents for a second week in a row, and I don't know how I see that happen. Now, if, if you ask me, I don't think Mac Jones has necessarily been the problem as much as been probably some of the play calling from Bill O'Brien. And, okay, like if you're one of those who said, look, there should be a wide receiver one out there. There's a part of me I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right, because at least you want to respect something that goes, can go long down the field to stretch things out and give the quarterback a little more time. That's just not there. And then, of course, you've seen the sweatshirts of like, hey, nobody's coming, it's just us. It's like, (laughs) what a way to encourage the team. I mean, again, I get it, and Joe Judge has a hand in it, you know, but (sighs) – you, you, you need more people. It still feels that way. And a team that potentially who could finish today one in three, you'd have to say, does the team have the ability to get back to 500 before you get to seven games? And that's going to be the next question moving forward. 617-779-7937, text line three seven Stez, man, good to have you here with me. Let's go, KJ. Hey, so I'm going to get into this Taylor Swift story later towards, because there's an angle that I know of that I don't think people kind of, I'm going to give a little bit of inside baseball, but you do realize that the Chiefs do come to Gillette in December, the week before Christmas. Ooh, Swifty at Gillette. Oh, so there's, there's a theory that I have that all this stuff, these smoke and mirrors that you see going on right now, what it's about, I have a diabolical solution for it. And if if Taylor Swift even shows up here to Gillette December 18th, that's still to come. 617-779-7937, text line 37937, KJWEEI. Let's go to Steve in Fall River. Steve, thanks for the call and good Sunday to you.
4: Good afternoon. Steve. Good afternoon. Yes, good to hear. sir. Good afternoon. Yes. Good to hear you. So, I want to just say something about Cole Strange. You'll know if you're missing Cole Strange in two series. So, you're not missing Cole Strange until you figure out you're missing him. I don't want to use that as an excuse for the game. Two or three series in, they run uh, a different, you know, not just three and out. They run a few normal drives. They'll know where they're at. Uh, They should be able to settle in. And he's not that big of an impact player. So. I don't see that to be a big problem. I'm on Mac Island. I want. I'm on Team Mac. I don't see. I see the problem that Mac's having is everyone else around him is causing him a problem. Is he going to be a Peyton Manning, a Tom Brady, a Ben Roethlisberger? No, he's not. He's going to be the next level down from that. And he, you can win with him. Problem is, for Bill Belichick, you are going to fill an entire roster out which means you have to spend money, Bob Kraft. We see what the Celtics are doing going all in. Uh, you got the 31st spending on your payroll, and you wonder why you don't have
3: uh, impact Stars. players.
4: You you spent uh
3: Jono Smith looked a little bit, first, he looked pretty good today. No, I'm just kidding. He, but he did.
4: Yeah. How about the first-round pick? You absolutely lit on fire with the aforementioned Cole Strange. Maybe you could have had somebody to go along with Christian Gonzalez, right? Maybe you could have had a an offensive player, an impact player. This team needs impact players. So I'm going to leave with a little advice for Mac Jones. Get rid of your phone numbers for Alabama and find Daniel Jones' camp, call him up, and figure out the nonsense he went through with a dysfunctional organization and how he kind of turned it around and got a $40 million contract. That's my advice for Team Mac. Steve. Alabama called Daniel Jones.
3: Steve, have a good one. Yeah, a couple of things there. Like, so one, you now have to start looking at Belichick's draft with Strange and with Thornton. Thornton's barely been on the field. Strange is out today and has been, you know, kept out of games or out of series during. So now you're like, okay, like the last draft, your first two may not be hitting. You did spend, right? Remember, Bill did spend, but didn't necessarily get great things in return. The only spent piece that's really still really around that was notable is Hunter Henry. John Smith gone, Nelson Aguilar gone, not really missing him, not any production. I, I, I will say this. In terms of Max' performance, it hasn't been the worst. But in terms of what's being put in front of him and even some of the play calling. I have to question a bit. And today is that game that you really, really can't have the third-down halfback toss on third and five. (laughs) It's going to surprise no one. It's going to swarm. This Cowboys defense, it's really the star of who they are. And so I don't think it's a blowout. I I don't think there's going to be a blowout. I don't think there's going to be some type of Sunday massacre here with Mac Jones going down ten times. I don't think that's that. I got the score coming for you about 30 minutes. But I'll tell you what, before we go to break, I'll let you know that in five minutes we'll talk to my buddy Zach Wolchek in Dallas, see what they're thinking down in Dallas about today's game. Plus, uh, I do defend Matt Jones in a song about the whole Sauce Gardner incident. That's coming in 30 minutes, but right now it's time to trend with Stiz. Now,
2: here's What's Trending on WEEI.
5: That's right. A little bit of breaking news. Drew Holiday is now a Boston Celtic. The trade will include Malcolm Brogdon, Rob Williams, and multiple picks going to the Trailblazers. Rough night in Camden Yards last night. The Red Sox lost to the Orioles 5-2. The Sox will play the final game of the series and their season later today against the Orioles. First pitch at 3.05. Tanner Hulk will take the mound for your Boston Red Sox. He'll be facing Kyle Bradish for the Orioles. Will Fleming and Lou Maloney will have the call for you right here on the Shaws and Star Market WEI Red Sox Network. Shaws perfecting the art of fresh. And my friend and yours, Joe Weil, will get you ready for the game starting at 2.05 with the Mass Mutual pregame show. Mass Mutual insurance planning investments the one and two pats are in dallas today set to take on the two and one cowboys kickoff at 425 jonathan jones and cole strange have been downgraded to out christian barmore and devon godchow are also listed as questionable tyron smith zach martin and tyler behadas are listed as questionable for the cowboys the Atlanta Falcons were in London, taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars earlier today. The Jags won that game, 23 to 7. Later today, Miami will be in Buffalo to take on the Bills at 1 p.m. You can hear that game right here on WEI 8:50 a.m. or you can go to your phone right now to the App Store and download the Odyssey app and listen to it from there. A few college scores from yesterday to talk about: Number eight USC beat Colorado, 48 to 41. Number one Georgia beat Auburn, 27 to 20. Number 20, Ole Miss beat number 13, LSU, 55-49. Number 11, Notre Dame beat number 17, Duke, 21-14. And the B.C. Eagles beat Virginia at home, 27-24. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More with K.J. Carson right after this.
3: is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
1: It's KJ Carson on WEEI.
5: Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime.
3: Good Sunday to you, KJ, on WEEI. This is a better Wake me up when September ends is so much better than those dumb in sync. It's going to be May. Much better. This is much, much better right there. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. We're two minutes away. Talking to my buddy Zach Wolchuk from the fan in Dallas 105.3. Getting ready for today's game. Stiz, what do we got on the text line 37937? Few texts coming in about the uh, Celtics trade. Text in the 617 just sums it up in two words. Great trade. Yeah, but you know what? That's like buying designer clothes, right? Like some might have a a brand name for years, and then you're able to get it at one of these discount stores, but you still but you, the worst thing is you want to pay too much and you walk out of there, you're like, man, I, I didn't get anything like that I could wear to like a business function. I'd like that's my concern with this Drew Holiday deal is no size came back in return in an Eastern Conference where I just told you that the three of the top four teams, 76ers, Bucks, and Cavs all filled with size. So if Drew Holiday can can match up with Giannis, God bless him, but I don't see that happening. Next one.
5: Uh, kind of in that same vein. Texter in the 201, are we going to be able to replicate what Rob Williams brought to the table?
3: Let me do it in the Bugs Bunny meme. No. <laughs> Look, when you have energy, defense, someone who doesn't need to score to get themselves involved in the game, now I get it. You do worry, and and maybe this is something that Brad Stevens and the crew knew, is that can Rob Williams really be more than a 25-minute-per-game player with the injury and the surgery that he's coming off of? We haven't really seen Rob playing those 30, 35-minute games. But let me tell you right now, Portland is probably sitting there with their arms back and their feet up with a big smile. Think about it. You've got DeAndre Ayton and Rob Williams as your front court. That is absolutely grotesque. Now here... I mean, grotesque and good. Like that's how sick it is. But here, look, I I understand Rob. Hor- I understand the Al Horford thing. But at some point, you have to say this is a guy that doesn't always play back to backs. You might have Giannis one night and Bede the next night, and then those monsters that you have in Cleveland the following night. So again, for a team, the Celtics that lost out to a team that really only had one guy size. Right? We're talking about Bam Adebayo. Why would you give up size for for kind of duplication? You got like Derek White Plus. That's what you have. So I I don't know. All right, still to come. I defend Mac Jones. I know that's unbelievable, but I defend Mac Jones on this EP version of the KJ Show here on WEEI. Let me bring in Zach Wolchek from 105.3, the fan in Dallas. Um, Zach, 425 today. Cowboys, Patriots. Um, th- If there's a concern that I have, is the offensive line for the Patriots cannot stand up to the Dallas Cowboys defense. Is that the story this week, the defense is going to have to be it for the Cowboys? Yeah,
2: uh, I think so. I mean, I think that's probably going to be their I, I think that's going to be their storyline for the entirety of the season. You know, I think that this team's only going to go as far as the defense really takes them. And uh, you're getting a ticked-off Cowboys defense after their performance a week ago. I mean, the, the locker room's been saying all the right things. I think mentally they were in a weird place last week having lost Trayvon Diggs. I think uh, emotions certainly, I think, got to them a little bit. You didn't see the tackling. You didn't see the safeties and the linebacker play. Uh, be quite on the same level that they were the first two weeks. So, absolutely. I mean, I think Micah Parsons, Dorrance Armstrong, Fowler, Tank Lawrence, you know, these guys are absolutely licking their chops to get after Mac Jones and and try and take advantage of a Patriots offensive line that I don't think is very good.
3: Yeah, Zach, so last week, I I think the Cowboys played down to Arizona, but I think also Arizona might have developed a playbook that walks right into the Patriots' strength, which is the run game. Mm Mm-hmm. The one-two punch between Ramondre Stevenson and, of course, the return of Zeke back to Dallas for the first time, I'm sure it's going to be very welcoming. But I think Zeke is going to be actively involved in the running game. Are you concerned that the running game for the Patriots can replicate what happened last week in Arizona against the Cowboys?
2: Yeah, I'm a little bit concerned about that, certainly. I think that's been an issue for the Cowboys for several years. And it's not necessarily – up the middle. I mean, they made they made some stout efforts to trade for Jonathan Hankins last year to draft Amazi Smith out of Michigan in the first round. So the the middle of their run defense hasn't been a problem. It's really been along the edges when when you catch guys that are over pursuing uh, and they get caught up field. That's where the pin and pull scheme that Arizona used a week ago really was beneficial. And now you're getting linebackers that aren't being able to get off blocks, whether it's Clayton Vanderash or Demone Clark. So. You know, Zeke, to me, is one of those bruiser backs to where he's going to run in between the tackles. If a Ramondre Stevenson gets more involved and he's able to kick it out to the edge and get to the outside, I don't know that Zeke has that burst anymore uh, like he did his first few years in the NFL. But it's certainly a concern. And if you're New England, you're going to run it until the Cowboys prove that they can stop it. And Belichick knows that better than anybody.
3: All right, talking with Zach Wolchup from our sister station, 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. From Cowboy Stadium, I, look. So let's go to the other side of the ball because last week the crescendo of that Dallas Arizona game is Dak Prescott throwing an interception to which are clearly three Arizona Cardinals in the screen. Cowboys receiver is off to the left. Is there a concern about what Belichick does best, which is take away your your best weapon? And let's just say on the offensive side of the ball, if you can get to Dak Prescott, that that's going to be key. Is there a concern sure. that these these mistakes from Dak Prescott are slowly starting to repeat themselves? That that's been the narrative over the last couple of years.
2: No, I mean I think that they've made you know such an effort to minimize that this offseason. That was his first interception that he's had this year. I do think the big concern is the red zone efficiency. You know they were one for five last week in the red zone. That's the bigger concern right now than Dak's turnovers. I know that's kind of the national. Perception, You know, last year was kind of an outlier for Dak's career. He's never really been a massive turnover-prone machine. He led the league in interceptions last year, so that's all the conversation's been about. But I think it's less about Dak and the interceptions and more about how can the Cowboys cash in for touchdowns in this game, right? Because they, they have just struggled terribly in the red zone, and some of that is on Dak, some of that is on Mike McCarthy as a play caller that's probably the thing that's the biggest concern going into today's game. Can they get the run game going once the field shrinks? Can you get a Brandon Cooks implemented more? Uh, A Jake Ferguson, can he step up? You know, one thing about losing Dalton Schultz, he was so good in the red zone for the Cowboys Mm -hmm. a year ago. They're missing that right now. I think some people are saying, hey, do you miss Zeke? Sure. You know, Zeke had 12 touchdowns a year ago. He was great in the red zone. But I think they've got guys that can carry the ball. Maybe a Hunter Lipke you see get some more opportunities. Maybe they do some read option and use Dak's legs. But I think more than the interceptions, it's can the Cowboys cash in inside the red zone. That's been the talk this week.
3: It's interesting you mentioned the red zone because if there's one thing that the Patriots historically have been good at is bending and not breaking, right? If you get them into the red, if the Patriots defense is able to get you into the red zone, it shortens the field and try Mm -hmm. and hold opponents to three points. Do you see a scenario where this game becomes very tight because, hey, if the Cowboys have been struggling in the red zone, and this is what the Patriots seem to do best on the defensive side of the ball. Can you see this game being a lower-scoring game?
2: Yeah, I absolutely can. I mean, there's uh, right now the Cowboys are they're struggling on the offensive side of the football. Now, the good thing is they're going to get back their center, Tyler Biotish, and they're going to get back the future Hall of Famer, Zach Martin, on the offensive line. Both those guys missed last week. Tyron Smith, of course, will not be playing. That's not a shock to anybody in Dallas. Tyron Smith does not play a lot of football. Uh, which is very, very sad because when he does, he's still one of the best tackles. But you just know you're not going to have Tyron Smith for at least half the season due to injury, and I don't know exactly when he's going to be coming back. So the concern is Shumaya Doga playing left tackle. Now, Patriot fans might remember him. He was with the New York Jets. He's actually never played against Matt Judon. He was a guy that was either hurt or just inactive in those games. But I think you're, you're terrified about a guy like Matt Judon who can impact the game. And I'm a huge fan of of Christian Gonzalez. I mean, Christian Gonzalez I got to cover. uh, He played high school locally in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, studied him coming out of the draft. That dude's a budding superstar, and it's going to be fascinating watching Christian Gonzalez possibly travel with a C.D. Lamb. So, yeah, I could see this being a lower-scoring game, no question. But I will say the one thing that's optimistic if you're a Cowboy fan, under Mike McCarthy, this team has bounced back and performed very, very well after losses. And I think that's one thing that you're, you're trying to hold, you're, you're hang your hat on today and hope, all right, I know the spread's six. Can they win by ten? I mean, that's the key for the Cowboys, right? Their best attribute is their pass rush. They want to build a lead. They want to force Mac Jones to have to throw the football and then sick Micah Parsons after him. But I think this could be an ugly, grinded-out type of game that comes down to the fourth quarter, no question.
3: Yeah, Zach, I agree with you. Zach Wolchuk, 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, part of our sister station here in the Odyssey Network. You want to hear any of his show, our show here? The Odyssey app is free. You like that company shameless plug there, Zach? That was a good one, wasn't it? That was a good good. shameless plug. Yes. So you mentioned Christian Gonzalez. He's from the Dallas area. I'm Mm -hmm. going to put a little more faith in what Christian Gonzalez has been able to do so far. 40 yards, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown not a factor in that Eagles game, and Garrett Wilson was not able to get off. Now, granted, Zach Wilson was his quarterback, but – none of the big receivers that he's faced so far has been able to get off. If Christian Gonzalez is able to hold down that side where CeeDee Lamb, let's just say constantly forcing him to the middle, is that going to be a problem for the Cowboys in the way they want to attack the Patriots?
2: Yeah, it it absolutely will. I mean, the last time these two teams met, uh, CeeDee Lamb had a monster game. I mean, you'll remember him uh, waving goodbye for that walk-off touchdown in overtime. So, I mean, CeeDee was critical for the Cowboys' success and Dak, who threw for over 450 yards the the last meeting in Foxborough. So, you know, if, if C.D. is a guy that Dak kind of force feeds at times. Otherwise, it's going to be the tight ends. You know, Dak loves throwing to the tight ends, whether it's Jake Ferguson, whether it's their rookie, uh, Luke Schoonmaker, Peyton shots another tight end that is questionable coming in today. But I think if Christian Gonzalez is able to take away C.D. Lamb, which he very well might be able to do, Brandon Cooks is a guy that the Cowboys need to get going. Mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks missed week two against the Jets. He was the big trade piece that they made, adding some speed, which they desperately needed. Brandon Cooks is a the guy they've got to find a way to get the football to, and we'll see. I mean, can Mike McCarthy use some creativity to get C.D. Lamb in motion, move him around a little bit, get some optimal matchups? Maybe. But I think the, the thing is, all right, fine, if they want to take out C.D. Lamb, you need to get Brandon Cooks involved in your offense to have success.
3: All right, Zach, before I let you go, uh, I'll give a score here in about 15 minutes. But what? give me a score for today or give me an over-under. What is your play?
2: I'm going 24-14, Cowboys. I think they're able to uh, – you know, this one's going to be tight. Uh, I think they're able to pull away in the fourth quarter. I think they do cover. And I'm just banking on, hey, you're going to have a ticked-off Cowboys defense. I think they're going to try and get the game into Mac Jones' hands where he's forced to throw it. And, hey, we saw Kendrick Bourne make a hell of a play uh, with a deep touchdown the last time these teams right. played. So I- I'm not somebody that- that's poo-pooing the Patriots' weapons by any means, but I-, I do think the Cowboys are the better team, and I think in the fourth quarter the pass rush will get going, and they'll find a way to win this one.
3: Hey, Zach, thanks for giving my score because I gave you that score Friday on your show, and you took my score. Yep. <laughs> you did. Um, hey, okay, great minds re- think alike, my friend. Yeah, well, real quick. I have to say congratulations to your Texas Rangers. They are clinched. Oh. We are having our season finale here with the Red Sox this year. It's an absolute mess. How do you see the American League playoffs playing out?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, the Orioles are an incredible story. They really, really are. I, I think the Rangers ultimately, you know, maybe they can win a series, but the bullpen's going to end up being the reason they get knocked out. They, they just don't have a bullpen that you can rely on. The Astros, assuming they're able to get in there, I think they're always going to be a threat. But uh, the, Mar- the American League is so wide open. I'm not really buying into the Rays. I think they're a team that, that's pretty hurt. But the Orioles, I mean, is this a Cinderella story? Are they going to be able to actually make some noise in the postseason? I think the Orioles might be the best team. I'm not taking my Rangers, but if the Astros get in there, it's tough, as much as I hate it, it's tough not to pick the Astros in the American League. They're battle-tested. They've been there. They've done that. Uh, I-, I think I'd probably say the Astros, assuming they clinch and get in there, would be the team in the American League that I'd probably ride with. And I heard you talking Celtics. Good luck with uh, Christoph Porzingis. All right, we'll see how many games he's <laughs> going to play
3: for you. Thank you, thank you. Zach Wolchuk, 105.3 The Fan of Dallas. Enjoy the game today, and we'll talk again soon, man. Thank you again for being here on WEI. Appreciate it. All right, you got it. That's Zach Wolchuk from our sister station in Dallas, 105.3 The Fan. Stansy took my score. Like, kind of broke my whole score, right? They took my score. And then
5: he tried to play it off.
3: Oh, great minds think alike. Yeah, what a way to rob! You know, like hey, don't that's they this, this, this in this industry, don't give away a good idea unless you have it copywritten. Spend the thirty five bucks. But yeah, I, I I have to put more faith in the Patriots defense today to keep the game close than I can put in the offense. Right? If if you've got Mac Jones in three and five, even like a five step drop for Mac Jones on third and eight, oh man, close your eyes, hide the kids. That's not going to be pretty. So a lot of quick action at the line. Uh, you know, you probably have to play a little even trickeration as well just because I think that defensive line, that front seven for the, for the Cowboys are going to be super aggressive on the line that's still trying to figure out who it is and a quarterback who's still trying to figure out who they are. So, look, the running game is a must. It, it mu- It's a must. I, I, I would be concerned for this Patriots team anything third and over five. Anything third and over five because if you've got to – Put Mac Jones back there and you know pretty much cock the ball up. I mean, Micah Parsons may run through the guy, so that that is a bit of concern. Um, yeah, the series finale of the Red Sox coming up today. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, I, I don't I, I don't know. What what what? You have a favorite television show, Stiz? Like I love Breaking Bad.
5: Yeah, The Wire. I love the Breaking wire. Bad too. Yeah.
3: Okay, so example for The Wire, right? It feels like this Red Sox season is like the final season of The Wire. Like, like all the other ones, you're like, oh my gosh! Some people may say the second season of the Wire is back Now the second season of the Wire is brilliant in a in a brilliant Baltimore way. So, yeah, it's it's really going to be tough not watching the Red Sox in October baseball. Uh, almost kind of like year on year off, year on year off. Maybe that all changes, but the final game today in Baltimore. I mean, that's got to be tough watching Baltimore like who who this used to be the game where they were putting all their prospects in there and you were giving all your guys rest and now it's the kind of the other way around that's that's a bit tough yeah so you think Zach gave away my score I I said <laughs> the exact same thing I said Friday when I talked to him in Dallas 24 14 it's probably a 17 14 game going into the fourth quarter Patriots kind of scrapped for the first three. But I think Dallas gets a final touchdown somewhere in that fourth quarter that puts them up by 10. And from there, maybe it may be one of those where you're looking at the television like cover the 6.5, cover the 6.5, you know, either needing a touchdown or someone screaming, ah, I can give up a field goal and still make the cover. I do like the under of 43. The, the, the under has gone up from 41 when you heard Gresham, those guys right before, up to 43 now. So I would definitely be playing that under. Uh, just because at 24 14, it's 38 points and it still gives you room for five more points. So, I'm yeah, i, I I'm just not sure um, how the Patriots will be able to stand themselves up consistently against this Dallas defense. Um, the run game, I think Zeke, a lot of red zone. Like, I, th- my hope is, nah, I'm not saying what my bet is, but my hope is that Belichick and this defense is able to get Zach. Uh, Dak Prescott to turn the ball over once or twice, maybe even put it on the ground, get short field position and being able to kind of pound the ball to take off time and put in seven. So if the Patriots can get to 21 points, then I believe this game is is going to be wide open in the fourth quarter. So if the Patriots can get to 21 points by the end of three, and as long as the other side's not 42, <laughs> but if it's a 24-21 game, then that's where I can see the Patriots be able to pull it out and Mac Jones get the comeback win in the fourth quarter to win at 28-24. So if I was to see a Patriots win, it would have to be 28-24. If I see a Dallas win, it's going to be lower. I see a 24-14 score. All right, KJWEEI still to come. I defend Mac Jones in song. Plus, I have a theory on this whole stuff going on with the NFL and Taylor Swift and more. Thank you so much for hanging out. WEEI.
1: It's K.J. Carson on WEEI.
5: Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime.
3: Yeah. I'm kind of pumped for today's game. It's going to be closer to what I think, or most people think. K.J., WEEI, 425 kickoff, national game. Talk about brutality. National game, 1 p.m., Denver. <laughs> when they were like, you want to work? I was like, yeah, Bears Denver will be on. I'll have an audience. Jeez. All right, still to come. We're two minutes away from another parody song. And this one is pro-Mac Jones. I know you're shocked. Stiz, I know you're shocked. Pro-Mac Jones. Yeah, Pro-Mac Jones? Pro Mac Jones. Like, you're like, what? this is this has never happened with this guy. That's in two minutes. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. three seven. is what you got on the line.
5: All right, let's take a look here. Uh, Texter in the 603, our friends in New Hampshire, says Rob is hurt all the time. Brogdon didn't want to be here, and it's coming off injury. If those guys get healthy and play to the level they can, it's a bad trade, but there's a good chance that that doesn't happen.
3: Yeah, but you're you're also saying that the Celtics have to win now. This is a win-now move. And I would say if you're going to make a win-now move, then like you should have been in. Maybe you look at DeAndre Ayton, you know, like instead of Porzingis, if you're talking about like a win-now situation. You even heard my buddy Zach said, oh, and good luck with Christoph Porzingis because Porzingis was just in Dallas for a few years. So I, I think there was a lot more hope with the addition of Porzingis. I have a little less hope. Not that Drew, Drew Holiday takes away anything. Yeah, he defends, but he, he's not defending the problem in the East, which is size. I mean, you're not worried about Trey Young. You know, if, if it's the slowdown Trey Young, great. That's a first-round matchup usually. Now, unless one of these Atlanta makes a run or if the, a reconstrued Nets puts together something or even the Knicks are something dangerous with Jalen Brunson, then, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. But in front of me, I still say it's Giannis's world, the Celtics, then the 76ers. I still like where the Cavs are because they have great backcourt play and they've got a nice front line to go along with it that I don't think that Al Horford and Christoph Perzingis can handle just those two. Alright, one more.
5: Uh, let's see, one more. Texter, more okay. all right, texter in the 508 says, uh, Drew Holiday to the Seas. Finally some news that will help me get through
3: these Pat's lackluster performances. Yeah. I mean, you're just really buying... I mean, we, we like big ticket items here, right? No one wants to really hear like, oh, we've got this up-and-coming guy. Drew Holiday is a name. I get it but it doesn't solve that there's a big man situation in the East. Like, if you say this is to, to beat Miami, I would argue that do you really think Miami is going to be in in any type of contention again this year? Like, no. Like, you've got a Tyler Hero who they know they, did, they were trying to do everything to get rid of him. Jimmy Butler is a year older. Bam Adebayo's there. They still don't have that missing piece. So I don't even think Miami's in the equation. So I, I think a part of it is just kind of like, hey, because of how things played out last year, It still doesn't change the fact that Giannis is now loaded. I still think there are not enough basketballs for that team. And now you're going to have a full season of Chris Middleton without the minutes restriction, and they've got all that size. Last text.
5: Yeah, last text again. Just everyone just seems real pumped up about this. Drew Holiday text her in the 401. This is all caps. Hell yes, getting Drew Holiday is huge. That's about half a dozen E's tacked onto that huge yeah. for this team. I'm very much pumped for this trade. I love it.
3: It's huge. Like, like it's huge. Look, all it does is just say, okay, they've just got a stronger defensive backcourt. Good for a game against Jalen Brunson. Trey Young. He goes, he's gonna he gonna check Giannis? See, that's the thing with Rob Williams. You can say, yeah, he's constantly getting hurt, but give me 25 minutes of Rob Williams being able to get in the way of Giannis to deflect shots to start a fast break. You're gonna tell me that you now have a a great half court offense with the addition of Drew Holiday? Yeah, he's gonna be able to manage that backcourt and make better decisions. But tell me in a half court, if I'm if I'm a defensive team, I say, you know what? If the if the Celtics aren't running i love to play against them in a the half court. You, do, do you, Jalen Brown going to hit an outside shot after running some type of constructed offense? No, this is a team that needs to get out and run. That's why you have these two guys that are supposed to be wings plus out there. I, yeah, I'm not. I understand the trade. I just I think people are more fascinated with a name than they are the situation of the team. They need more size. Porzingis' foot is a question mark already. God bless Al Horford, but he doesn't play in Canada. It seems like so. I, I, that's where Rob Williams would step in with the energy, the rebounds, the block shots, the ten points without any kind of constructed offense. Yeah, I mm, no. You want one more? Give me one more as, as long as it isn't some. As long as it isn't someone saying it's huge, it's great, it's the greatest thing no, in the world.
5: But this is interesting. So uh, they list five players: uh, okay. Drew, Derek, Jalen, Jason, Kristaps. This is potentially one of the best starting fives on paper in
3: Celtics history. Yeah, on two K. You at the <laughs> end of the day, you need to be able to have people who can actively rebound and defend. You still have Jason Tatum primarily as your best rebounder in that in that group. You're not. You need size, size, size. I get it. I get it. Though it's something. It's something. It's something to fill the palate. You know, this is a cotton candy town. Oh my gosh! You know they brought cotton candy to town. Oh my god! It's the greatest. It's the greatest food ever. Then you realize that doesn't really fill you up or address the need. Not like a steak. If you told me, if you told me a big that was. That with some future and some length to put next to Przingis, then I'd say great because now you can rotate in Horford and get a Horford who can stretch your four or your five and can get in there and bang better probably than their four and compete with a five. Now you're saying, okay, Przingis has to be in there and healthy enough. And if that, if something goes awry with that, because it has, all that's on Al's shoulders. I mean, I love Al and Al shows up in big moments. But the moment can't be every second. All right. We're about 10 minutes away from Red Sox review. I mean, I'm sorry, Red Sox pregame, the season finale of the 2023 season. I'll say this before we get into the Mac Jones parody. Kurt Schilling is the endemic, and he is the face of what is wrong in media today. See, if I pulled what Kurt Schilling did, I'm getting pulled into an office with an attorney and some lawyers and probably some separation papers. Just call it what it is. But because of social now, and because of the way I think the rules are, are, are set up, like if I put something on Twitter or X or whatever it's called now, you can't sue them because of what I said. But it doesn't stop from what's been said and it getting spread, and everybody who spreads it isn't accountable. Gosh, I miss the days of when I was in music radio where if you didn't say something smart, you could get your ass kicked by an artist. Trust me. I had Diddy got up in my face one time. Luckily, somebody else on my staff had said it. And at the same time, a lot of these cats know that it's very hard to be sued for putting information out there that you do not have the right to. It's one thing to be, say, a ball player, but it's another thing to be a public figure. This is the issue that's going on right now. People are misconstruing people who are private citizens as some type of public figure and discussing their private matters in a public forum and for that they're jackoffs. All right. I said I would defend Mac Jones. You will be shocked how much this black guy rocks out. Over Sauce Gardner's big noise about nothing, I present to you Thump. Hit it, Stiz. I got to take a stab at the Jets because it's the Jets and the best actor award goes to Sauce Gardner. Come on, bro. It was just the thump. Nut taps really hurt. Yo, Sauce, what's up? Man, you didn't hit the ground. I mean, those things hurt. (laughs) Them stones are tough. You didn't make a sound. Nut taps, I know. (laughs) Baby just how they feel. Baby shoes. (laughs) You've got to fall over. Make it seem (laughs) real. Now can't you see 15 straight losses of the Pats? Got the Jets looking all mean. The Nut Tap wasn't even clean. Nothing. Not even a flop flop or a screen. Go ahead, KJ. Nut Taps will make you jump. Jump. So Scorch didn't even jump. Not a flinch. Barely a bump, bump.
5: Nut-tats will
3: make you jump. Ooh. Oh! Come oh, oh. <laughs> oh, on, Sauce. What a great acting job, because if you really got hit with the nut-tats, will oh, make, make you, you jump. 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 Sauce so you didn't even jump. Barely a bump. Bump! nut will make you jump. Bump! Yeah, like Dennis Rodman and The Cameraman. Or no. Triple H in China. Or even my old co-worker, Tony Capobianco. Bianco,
1: <laughs> ceremonial post-pitch. That <laughs> really hurt. Come on.
3: Stiz, you remember when Tony got hit with that first pitch?
1: I do remember that, <laughs> yeah. Shout that out went Tony
3: yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know what the thing is? He ended up getting, like, super buff after that. He like, did, yeah. He got super buff. He's doing stand-up comedy. Shouts out to Tony. I haven't seen him in a minute, but... <laughs> that... See, I mean, look, he got hit with the ceremonial first pitch and and and, and flinched, okay? sars Gardner didn't move at all. Like, I, I really, I get, I get the whole thing of piling on the Mac and that's what's going on. But no, it wasn't anything. And the NFL even said that it wasn't anything. Hey, brothers can rock out. How many brothers you know do David Lee Roth? Yeah, Van Halen, more like, damn, Halen. Yeah. <laughs> you have to save that side. But yeah, <laughs> look. It's just one of those situations where the jet situation is so ugly and so... It's such a mess that, like, literally the mess comes to town tonight. And that's Taylor Swift. And let me give you a little bit of backstory of what's possibly going on. First, look, the writer's strike has affected what you're seeing on television, right? Like, I don't know if you know, but, like, they're showing uh, what a Yellowstone on CBS now. Like, it's a regular show. I'm like, <laughs> that was three years ago. Like, that... that because of the writer strike, they're trying to figure out how to fill programming. The biggest programming has been football. That's why you're seeing these double Monday night games is to fill up that space. Well, as you might or might not know, men tend to be the bigger watchers of football, so somehow going into the October rating season, they need some type of female following. Follow the logic, Stiz, everybody else as well. Taylor Swift to my buddy Scott from Connecticut. A lot of you call him Scooter. Tried to make a deal to get her master's back. Scooter says he offered him. She refused to buy him. So now, if you buy a copy of 1989, that money is going to the old record label and so forth and not the royalties that Taylor Swift expects. So the way you handle that is you remake those albums so that way you can get a bigger cut of the royalties. And guess what album is supposedly coming down the pike in October? Taylor remake of 1989. Ooh. And what was Travis what Kelsey wearing out of that that, uh, that that game last Sunday? A 1989 painter's suit. It's all part of the market. It's all to get people to buy in. Because she needs to make up a lot of millions in sales. And I'm, I'm sorry, it's very hard to do Shake It Off when you're 32 years old. Your voice is just a little higher. The puberty's really set in. So December 18th, at Gillette, Taylor Swift may be there. And I might make a phone call to get Joe Jonas to be at that game. See, it all starts with this Joe Jonas mess. And if you grown men, or are they kids in the picture? Kids. Yeah, it all starts at the Texas State Fair. And that fair, unfortunately, is going to be shown up at Gillette December 18th. To hell with all you Swifties. I know. I'll make it. Bring Joe to the game. That's what I'm saying. Have him just sit there, staring. See how fast she leaves out. She probably out a craft helicopter. All right. Red Sox pregame next. Have a great Sunday. Cowboys 24, Patriots 14.
1: <sighs> Hope to see it in reverse. Have a great Sunday. Say ya.